to another Uncle Marv podcast. I am your host, Marvin B., and I am coming at you live from Fort Lauderdale. Just to let everybody know, we are going to be joined shortly by Jim MacGyver Gallo. He is in the midst of getting some audio set up, so he will join us in just a few minutes. But I want to go ahead and start the show and make sure that nobody was waiting around and wondering where we were. So here we are. And why don't we go ahead and start with a couple of announcements. Uh, Some of you that attended Palm Beach Atlantic College may have received an invite from a Miss Amy Coons. The class of 91 Zoom Union is going to be hosted by her next Friday, uh, May 23rd. I do not know the time. I know it's a Zoom meeting. And I know that it's not an actual meeting on the Facebook. I don't think that she sent out actual invitations. This is one of those events where you need to be in the know. So for those of you that know Amy Coons, I'm letting you know that she is hosting a Zoom union next Friday night. So you'll want to go to her page and look for that. It is the PBA class of 91 Zoom union. I just found uh, the time. It is May 23rd, 7 p.m. Florida time. And for those of you who don't understand what Florida time is, we're actually talking Eastern, not Island. So there is a big difference there. So 7 p.m. next Friday, Zoom Union. Go to her uh, Facebook page, find the link, join in when the Zoom meeting begins. I have no idea how long it'll go. I believe that it is a untimed event. So that means that... uh, As long as people are willing to hang out and chat, and as long as nobody gets openly drunk and sloshed, she'll keep the meeting going. I'm sure she will have a bouncer and kick anybody out that gets unruly, or isn't a PBA alum, or isn't a friend of a PBA alum, or a friend of a friend of a friend. So... All right, so let's see what else is going on. So I'm, while we're waiting for Jim, I wanted to say that this is officially the 10th episode of the Uncle Mark podcast, and MacGyver and I are going to be on just kind of doing a quick review, see how things are going. I uh, wanted to catch up with him. Jim is going to probably be one of the more regular guests on the show. I don't know how much that's going to be. He and I have not... Uh, determined how often it'll be. Uh, Probably it'll be whenever somebody doesn't want to be a guest and I want to chat, but hopefully it'll be a lot more than that. I know that, let's see, there are some other events coming up. Uh, One of the things that I will say about Jim when he gets on is we are going to be celebrating his birthday. So I have a song for him, and I know that there are some other birthdays. I know that we're not going to make this kind of like a regular thing where I get on here and say happy birthday to everybody. But I also did want to recognize that one of the upcoming birthdays, uh, Bob Elliott, whose birthday is on the 20th, is going to be, uh, instead of celebrating his birthday, he is doing a fundraiser. So if you want to wish a happy birthday to him, be sure to go to his birthday feed and click on his fundraiser. And I'm trying to pull it up right now. That's why I'm stalling a little bit. Uh, Here it is. 
Uh, his fundraiser is the I Can the I Can Living and Learning Center Inc. And he says, I've chosen this nonprofit because their mission means a lot to me, and I hope you'll consider contributing as a way to celebrate with me. Every little bit will help me reach my goal. I've included information about I Can Living and Learning Center below to create lasting support and advocacy, advocacy for people living with disabilities such that they are presented with opportunities to find dignified independence and gainful employment. So that is Bob Elliott's fundraiser. Again, his birthday is on the 20th, and he has left two weeks for you to help him reach his goal. It's only $250, so I think that that should be something that we can support him with. I will put in a donation here in a little bit. I won't do it on air because that'll take away from the show. So, all right. So just uh, saying hello to Yuli, who is in the chat, and Todd O.C. Shoemaker. You'll remember Todd from our last podcast this past Tuesday. Todd, how are you doing? And Yuli uh, has been on from time to time. Yuli of Satellite Beach fame. Okay, so let us move along here. Uh, let's see. I think that is it for the announcements. Except that, well, here's a big announcement. This July 4th, if everything ends up being back to normal, meaning that we are allowed to travel around the world and South Florida comes out of lockdown, which... Next week, we will be allowed to enter phase one with the rest of the world. So we will be able to have uh, places that are open to 25 or 50 percent capacity, depending on which sector of the industry that you work in. Still no hospitality and um, things like gyms and barbershops, salons, things like that will start to open up. I think some restaurants uh, will be opening up, but again, it will be in limited capacity. But I say that to say this, that July 3rd, 4th weekend, I should be in Louisiana where we will be having a family reunion. I've already talked to Matt Rainey. He thinks that he's going to make a road trip up to uh, where we'll be. I won't tell everybody where we're going to be because I don't need you all swarming down on me. But um, for those of you that are part of the B family, the Thomas family, the Hayes family, uh, we will be having a reunion there in Louisiana. And it looks like MacGyver has entered the green room. So I'm going to get him in the show here. And there he is, Mac. I, I try to get my mic working. It ain't working. So <laughs> we'll go. We'll go with we'll this. Go, we'll, we'll go with this. I'll, next time I'll have it set up. I am not actually very uh, technically... Uh, you're a performer. Like you're, you're an artist. You know, you I'm other people artist. worry about the tech stuff for you. <laughs> I can't see anybody's comments. So if somebody comments, you have to All right, we sign just, language to me. Yeah, we just had a couple of people pop in and say hello. Uh, nothing too significant. So um, I just announced that, you know, we've got a couple of events. Um, we've got a Palm Beach Atlantic Zoom union coming up where Amy oh, Coons yeah? is hosting a, a Zoom event. Uh, I talked about the fact that this went this uh, summer, July 4th, 
we're going to be hosting the Bees, Hayes, Thomas family reunion that uh, I'm helping my mom put together. So we're doing that in Louisiana. That's uh, July 4th weekend. No, and I, I see a whole bunch of this stuff. You know, everybody's connecting. Actually, it's sometimes easier to connect, right? Yep. Well, that's what I'm doing. That's that's how this this uh, started. But uh, let's uh, let's do this. So let me see if I I didn't set this up ahead of time. So tell me if you can hear this. No, you can't. I probably have all the additional music turned off while we do the show. Let's see. The joys of going live. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Can you hear that? music but i don't can't tell what it is oh it's just a little happy birthday song oh <laughs> i don't celebrate birthdays anymore i have a new religion and it's strictly forbidden yeah i see that you you yanked it off the facebook and uh yeah that's what happens when you're a popular professor you got hair like macgyver and um what was that guy's yeah. name from roundhouse the guy lorenzo Lamas. oh yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah, I, no, I don't i, I don't celebrate i mean I, the, the kids had a, a cake for me last night, and, and one Jack sang. Clayton was like, "I'm not singing," so he just stood there <laughs> by himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just stood there. No, they all he just stood there and watched Jack and and BJ sang. No candles, obviously, to have too many candles. Mm. Uh, all right, so I will say that sometime in the month of May, MacGyver had a birthday. Yes, or will have a birthday. I mean, you can tell people now, it's after the fact, <laughs> May 15th, yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> I talked to a lot of people, too. It was funny because in, in, uh, now if people get on this, they're like, why didn't you say anything yesterday? What, you know, they were just, call, just chatting. I never mentioned it. They never mentioned it. And, and uh, so I may be in a little trouble. It happens. Hey, I didn't celebrate things for like 10 years. Remember, I mean, even even you and I were on a break for a while. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> I don't remember I mean, how, how long that was. It was like two or three years. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as you get older, every day is kind of like a birthday, right? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm up. I'm, I'm headed to work. All's good. <laughs> I got to put my mask on. I'm, I'm done with it. the mask. I, I am over. I'm over the mask. Actually, other than for... Um, to look good and cool to wear, I like masks, right? But, you know, I've, I've been watching people and I'm like, you know, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, the mask is to protect, like, from if I wear the mask, it's to protect others from me, right? From sneezing on them, right? Because yeah. you have it over your mouth and nose, right? Yeah. So, logically, right, if I'm sick and I stay home, there's no chances of me sneezing on anybody. Correct. And the, and the mask itself, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking at it going, wait a minute, Mike, the mask only covers, wait, where's my, where's my cool mask? Well, here's, yeah, where's yeah you probably don't have a regular mask. You probably got some. Oh, no, no, you can't go regular. 
some 1940s army veteran yeah you got you got to have a cool mask i have i have a cool i have cool masks um my cool mask i had it out so i could show um anyway um I don't see anymore. I must, uh, maybe Jack's wearing it around the house or something. I don't know. Well, you're not but, supposed um, to share the mask either. Huh? You're not supposed to well, share I mean, the mask. You're not supposed to share the mask? No. I only got one for the entire family. We, sh we, sh we share it. Well, that's, uh, not, that's not good. What if you want to, what if one of you is a carrier and you don't know it, you know, they're asymptomatic. So, so look, so you're passing, here. you're passing it around amongst each other. See, yeah, this is the map. now this you wear, but here's the deal. You wear this out and somebody sneezes in you. Guess what? You've got it in your eyes. That's even worse. Well, it depends on how you contract. Because not everybody, is, if people are, if people who are sick, stay home. Because the whole six feet thing, I, from my understanding, so when somebody sneezes, six feet away is a good distance if somebody sneezes. Well, listen, I, I'm not going to get into all the politics of six feet, no, ten feet. No, oh no, I don't lingering I don't air. I, just, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. Politics. I was just trying to think of when I when I'm seeing people walk around with with the masks, and some of them are like, you know, crooked, and some of them are like hanging off and dirty. I'm thinking, you know, um, if you're sick. You should have stayed home, right? Or no? So basically the mask works two ways. One, there is a little bit of defense that if it is in the air and you're, somebody near you is sneezing, somebody has sneezed yeah. or coughed or whatever, that you're not going to breathe in. Well, then you have to wear these two. Okay, well then. No. So it doesn't get in your eyes. I, don't, I have no idea whether it affects the eyes or not. I know that uh, yeah, it gets yeah, on your hands five, and you're rubbing your stuff, but. Yeah, there's five places. I was talking to that. There's five places you can get it. And eyes are actually open, kind of open wounds, right? Your eyes are very susceptible because if you rub your up eyes. So, and then if, if there's some diseases on you and you get it in your hair, and like me, well, maybe not you. Well, um, I was going to say, cut you your hair. It, you touch your hair, so then you have to wear, you know, a, a cap on your head, you know, a hat, and then you have to wear long sleeves. I don't know. I'm just, I, you know, I like wearing it for, for fashion, <laughs> not for safety. Well, then do that. But, I mean, how long do we have to wear this stuff? Because, I mean, you know, before until, when I would wear it. Until I people stop dying. Well, before when I wear it, I would get attention, and that was why I was, that was, that's the whole reason for me wearing it. Now, when I wear it, nobody even notices. So? So don't wear it, and you'll get noticed, and somebody might come up and punch you in the face for, <laughs> for not, not helping. <laughs> well, I was actually, so I had this on. I was in Home Depot, and I was walking down the aisle, and I, I kind of moved around a box and literally got probably within like four feet of this gentleman. And I kept walking and he like freaked out. And he goes, six feet, six feet. And I'm like, I'm just, dude, I just kept, I'm sorry, I just kept walking by. But I'm like, I'm not even sick. But anyway, I'm just like, when is it going to get a little bit back to normal?
I just want, yeah. Well, you, oh, should, yeah, you guys should notice you guys entered phase one last week. What now? You guys entered phase one last week where you guys are allowed to, you know, go out and about. And... Yeah, but they're still saying um, everything's going to be different. And I'm thinking how, how is it, you know, what is it going to look like? We don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's like crazy. But I do like wearing masks. I have a whole bunch of them. <laughs> well, I, I have just the basic mask for when I go into a closed and confined space. I won't, I don't wear it, you know, in the car. Uh, or if I'm just, you know, walking from the, the car to the store, I don't, I don't wear it and I put it on when I get to the door. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, obviously I don't wear it in the car, um, unless I want to like, you know, mess with people um well unless you have guests in the car but i'm not transporting anybody yeah but if i'm not sneezing no but if you're if you're with other people not your family you know you're transporting you know a friend a co-worker a student and you don't know where they've been you all should wear masks to help protect each other and feel safe but if i'm not sneezing doesn't matter if you're not sneezing. You're forgetting the asymptomatic stuff. You can just be breathing, you know, as we talk and as we breathe, stuff goes in and out all the time. Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know it was airborne. I yes. thought it, was, had to be, it had to be like particles. No, there is an airborne component. They don't, they don't know to what extent. Like no, they can't. I didn't know that. Yeah. They've talked about, um, there's been a couple of studies where people inside of hospitals when they did the tracking of not just, you know, air particles, I don't know how they tested the mist or whatever, but people in the hallways could still see, because what they did was they did something where they could light up, you know, how you can do smoke test right. and see, you know, when somebody talks and see the breath coming out. There have been a couple of studies and I don't know how real or true because I didn't go and verify them myself and check the agency Why? that put them out. But they said that people could be, have been in their room sick and the airborne stuff was still getting into the hallway. So yeah, I could probably maybe under, I, you know, understand that in a hospital, uh, I, I, I would think that with truly airborne, it would be a whole, whole bunch more people with this illness than, than we have. But well, and I think that's why the whole stay home, social distance, you know, to minimize as much as possible, we probably, there's no way that our country, let alone the world, everybody would stay home for, let's say, even one day. Can we get to, do we even think that people will not be on the street for one day? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, you know, no, I, I, I like I said, I, I don't talk politics. I'm just more talking medical and, and safety and stuff. Um, the, um, I've just blocked my train of thought. Uh, well, even medical, if you were to just leave it at medical, the, the doctors themselves are, you know, having discrepancies on what they see and what they don't yeah. because, you know, doctors in New York, of course, you know, are having, you know, triage every single day, whereas Clay County, Florida, you know, yeah. and is having also, no issues. I, I saw some studies, actually one was in California, one was actually in New York. In New York, they say actually, and like I said, if you guys are watching this, don't. I this is just I'm not this is not factual, right? You never know what you what you hear. 
but I've heard two different California that in, in New York, actually, two million people actually um, were exposed to it and have no symptoms. California was like the same. They said millions have had it, and they didn't even know, and they, they never showed any symptoms, which is kind of scary because you're walking, you're kind of like a carrier walking around. But if you put those numbers in, I mean, a, a lot. Some of you said doctor like eventually almost all of us will have it they, they the question is they didn't want everybody to have it at the same time <laughs> right it's just like every other disease that we've had in the world you know if you you know everybody tries to compare it to the flu you know everybody reacts differently to the flu everybody's you know probably had the flu at some point in time the question is you know, how did it affect you? And some people, it probably, you know, it's the same way with the cold. Some people can have a little sniffle and that's their cold, where other people are bedridden for, you know, days. And I can tell you, I'm constantly in trouble at Publix. Constantly. Because you're walking in without a mask? I'm walking the wrong damn, all, all the all Oh, you're walking the wrong way down the aisle. This way. So I'll, I'll go in, get my stuff, and then walk walk back out. And they were like, you're going the wrong I'm like, oh, I, I was like, yeah, one way. Just treat it like a one-way street. But is that going to be forever? No, that won't be forever. That won't be forever. It'll be, I mean, it'll probably be for a while, you know, until, like, for instance, I'm looking at the numbers. So Florida yesterday had a total of 42 deaths, which is pretty good because we were, we were in the hundreds for quite some time. Uh, Broward County only had five. Uh, St. Lucie County had one. And Most you, of them are old, right? A, like 70. Oh, I didn't look at, I, can, I don't have, at least where I'm at now, I can't pull up those statistics. I don't think. I think majority. It's like, it's like you're over age of 70 with a medical condition. Well, I'll like be nice, honest with you. It. Here, no, let me, let me, for instance, let me look up the Broward numbers because they had, when they did the sourcing, there's an app where I had, where it showed how many people you know, between what age bracket died and the average age wasn't that high. The average age was like 46. Yeah, but medical conditions, though. You got to throw that in there. Yeah, but I'm talking about just deaths. I mean, the medical condition. Yeah. Um, because that's the thing is that other people were having the COVID and. Because I think that's what Sweden did. Sweden just isolated their um, their vulnerable Well, which we tried to do, but then people started dying in the nursing homes and everybody flipped yeah. out. Well, a nursing home should have probably been the first focus. You know what? Clamp them down. Nobody in, nobody out. You know, I mean, you, you, I think if they would have, they would have focused on the, the first first uh, line of attack, nursing home, you know, uh, get everybody uh, what they, you know, yeah, but they couldn't. Sure we'll go, they were getting we'll some of them were getting sued though because a nursing home wouldn't let somebody in, and then they were like, "Oh, no, no." Then, I, I, I meant, I meant like procedures, like you know, like almost like a hospital level. Because in a nursing home, I don't know if you ever walked in a nursing home. I, yeah. A lot of nursing homes, I'm looking, going, okay, I don't know, maybe prison may be nicer than this, right? I, you know, it, it, you know. I think if, if nursing homes were, were to get up to the hospital standards, 
right? And maybe monitor anybody coming in, coming out, giving people math. I mean, I think that would have probably helped the older older uh, generation. Who's, who's going to pay for that? No, you don't. It's just procedures. Who's going to pay for everybody not working? We are. You are. We're all going to pay, which is fine. I don't mind paying for others. But that's a whole heck of a lot cheaper than the hospital. I mean, think about it. Having having security, you know, having... Uh, I was just thinking, you know, when you when we look back, it's like, you know, which I hope they, they do. I mean, think about this. What if this was a, a, a real fatal, like 20, 30, like Ebola or 30 or 40% death rate? We would have been, we would have been in trouble. I think hopefully we learned something from all this. You know? But I am ready. I am, you know me, I'm not a, I'm not an introvert, so I need to get out there and socialize. Yeah, but you also don't believe all the facts. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I believe all the facts. I look at all the facts and, and, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a dangerous, you know, I guess, I guess the, the, looking back right um because it, it and, and maybe the data has changed but when I, I looked at it before obviously everybody can die from this thing but the people that were most vulnerable which in, in which you think about it, it makes sense older people and people with with medical conditions i mean it, it, even without corona even without this illness they're more vulnerable right so when somebody has a, a terminal illness or diabetes, any type of illness, even the flu is dangerous. So my, my point is, is, could we have spent more time focusing on those individuals first compared to healthy? That's all my, that's, that's, that's I, I guess my big takeaway is maybe we didn't spend as much time taking care of the people who needed it. Um, that's all. No, I, I, I. So here's here's what I think. I think the fact that immune systems play a big part of it, whether whether you're old or not. So yeah. older oh, people, yeah, sure. older people, uh, older people have more susceptible immune issues. I think that, for instance, people that are just normally sick with things like the flu, pneumonia, uh, but otherwise consider themselves healthy, that a lot of those people died from complications with coronavirus. And, yeah. you know, the argument is, well, what killed them, pneumonia or coronavirus? We don't know. Right. And I think that's where part of the, the, the argument will be at some point is how do we distinguish that? How do we trace back what the actual issues were? I think that some of the stuff, too, when it comes to just simple oral hygiene in the sense of people washing their hands, uh, people you know, you, doing you hit the nail, nail on the head. We, you know, the only thing that can change this is us, right? We need to change our behavior, right? I, I look back now at things that I, I've done, you know, going to Disney and on hands on the railings and picking shit up. I, you know, I, I look at things differently. If, if we, as the population humans, right? Um, I guess more like Japan or whatever. We're not this social distancing aspect, is it? Where we, because ultimately, I don't think you know for many other reasons. But if we can 
do better, like you just said, wash your hands, don't touch your face. If you're sick, stay home. But here's the problem. A lot of employers, right, they have sick leave policies. Employers are going to have to look at their sick leave policies differently now. I know um, at universities, you know, uh, well, how, how, do you, how do you deal now? Um, you want to, in a sense, encourage people, right, if they're sick, not to come into work. But as you know, and I know, we've been around, um, probably 80, 90% of people will, will, will be truthful, but a lot well, of people then will yeah, use you, that to we have the, We have the mentality in this country that if you're not sick enough to your showing symptoms or on your deathbed, you go to work. I know. Yeah, and absolutely. we're going to have to That's change that. Change. We're also going to have to change this mentality of, you know, one of the big problems that came out early that, you know, when we talked about, you know, who is susceptible to this? Well, the fact that the younger people were thinking that, well, I'm not going to have an issue with it. I'm going to go and do whatever I was doing before, not take any precautions, but yet they would be around those people and right. they would be the carriers. So there was no respect for your impact on other people. Yeah. So absolutely. And like in that, that's how this thing spread. It spread by us. Yep. Right. And you know, while the government can, can help, right. I know hospital, blah, blah, blah. it's, it's, it's our individual responsibility, right. To either self isolate, to, you know, I haven't seen my mom. I haven't gone up to, to see my mom in a couple of months, right? She's 83. She's healthy, but she's 83, right? So I'm taking that responsibility. If other, if more people, you know, were to do that, wash your hands. If you're sick and sneezing, don't go to Home Depot. Um, we take care, we focus on the sick people first terms of you know like you said the immune system right so old people as well as people who are fighting illnesses all all of them have lower immune systems they're susceptible to um, this type of illness uh i i i guess i my thought is i think we'd be in a better position than we are now and maybe i mean we wouldn't have to shut down i mean you know Publix is open walmart's open. a lot of the places are still open it's only certain places that are not you know would we have had to have the level of social impact isolation if we had done some initial things differently at the beginning? Well, I, we, I'm obviously looking back, we can point to things that, yes, there are things we could have done. There are things that if we weren't so polarized, you know, with politics, you know, regardless yeah, of should, whether you're... Yeah, this should not be a politic issue. But everything you know? everything becomes a political issue. Um, if it wasn't a, you know, it's it's political, it's it's medical where we don't we don't know who to trust. You know, whether it's a doctor in New York or it's some internet troll, you know, saying that they have secret information out of China, you know, in the Wuhan province and what they've done. Um you know, it's, uh, well, it's just like the flu and, you know, more people have died from the flu each year than from this. And so, you know, trying to keep yeah, things it, in some it, sort of relative perspective, it's, yeah. uh, we, we have a tendency 
and I'm not going to say it, you know, I can only speak to what I've seen is that people really just don't care. Yeah. Until it affects, I, I, until it affects them. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, hundred percent, you know, it's, uh, and even, even specialists too have gotten it wrong. I mean, doctors, I mean, you see some of the doctors who, um, it's not going to affect us. Do not wear a mask if you're healthy. Now wear a mask. I mean, there's a lot of, it go, it, you know, it's like, okay, we need to figure this stuff out. Either we, you know, beginning, you know, uh, what's it, Fauci, whatever, saying, do not wear a mask. Doctors coming out, he's like, if, you, if, you, if you're not sick, do not wear a mask. I mean, within like two or three weeks, okay, everybody wears a mask. I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, what we, we, you need to get on the same page here. Um, yeah, but I think it's tough when you're dealing with something of this scale. True. Because, yeah, I, and out of, out of an abundance of caution, a lot of these things were done. Now, you know, is there proof that everybody wearing a mask is going to slow this down? We're only going to find out down the road. We, we think that it is because the numbers are coming down, but is it because people are actually adhering to it or is it because the first wave, you know, is kind of finally, you know, you know, whatever it was, if it was 72 hours that most people can get over the flu, well, maybe it's 14 days that everybody can kind of get over this. So, yeah, I know. mean, my, my gut is, I mean, everything, I'm sure in some cases, you know, certain situations, masks make a difference. Um, but I think it's the, I think it's the overall behavior change that people need to make. Well, everything it's, is a behavior change. Let's, 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 translate this off of coronavirus and let's talk about the let's just say the economy in general because everybody is harping on the fact that our economy was you know hammered by this part of it is because and i'll just take me for example so part of what i've been dealing with in the tech community is other tech companies other consultants other you know msps uh, which are managed service providers, as soon as this thing hit and the government started offering the payroll protection money and started offering the EIDL money, um, the stimulus checks, I mean, there were people that literally were saying that they could not survive one month. And my thought is, okay, why do you not have a savings fund? You know, whether it's personal or business-wise, I think that's another fundamental change that we need to do in this country where, you know, this this whole idea of paycheck to paycheck living is acceptable to where, you know, so even without a coronavirus, if you can't survive, and I'm just going to use one month because I think that, you know, people need to be able to survive one month if, you know, not just you know, you don't have a job, but what if, you know, you have an accident, you, you know, you get, you just get regular sick or something happens. You know, I have it set up and, and luckily enough, Kim and I are in a good position where, you know, I, you know, we could probably go six months on the house. So our personal, we can survive six months. The business, I can probably survive two to three months. Now that fluctuates because it depends on what projects I've got coming in. And, you know, right. I try to keep it at three months. So I knew that if I didn't get a check from a customer from a certain day forward, I've got three months that, right. you know, I can survive. But it was interesting hearing how some people were like, you know, 
well, I can't make it through next payroll. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you not have, you know, any sort of savings? Do you not have a line of credit? Do you, how did you not prepare for something like this? And it's, I mean, and, and I didn't, didn't want it to be accusatory, you know, yeah, but it was no, more a question I, I, to go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely hundred percent agree. Um, and, and it's, it's this concept of, and I, I see this a lot with my students who, you know, who, uh, or you know, getting, someone getting ready to graduate and I'm, you know, some questions like, so how much money, you know, you, you need to make, like, I don't know. I'm like, you're getting ready to graduate. And, and it's like, they, it was like, well, my, either my parents or the government or, you know, I have two people I know, a lot of people in St. Lucie, um, lost their job, lost their jobs, but now they actually make more money. They don't want to go back to work because their unemployment checks now are higher than what they were making before. And they're like, well, we're just going to do this. I'm like, no, you can't just do that. Well, why not? Government's just sending me money. I'm like, um, this is not sustainable for you to now make, I mean, now granted, they weren't making a lot of money to begin with, right? And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode, right? But the, the, the concept of, of not saving, right, for when you're out of work and then relying on the on the government for an extended amount of time, I think the government should be there for to help when you are out or you need or something issue it's i don't think it's meant to just provide financial resources for no reason just because you don't want to work right um and uh, there's unfortunately there's people out there that you know and how do you i i guess the most complicated thing is how do you just like so when they send out the checks you know everybody got the checks based on it but some people still working they didn't need the checks Right. I didn't, I didn't want to check. I, I, we haven't gotten it. We've not gotten ours and I'm, I'm okay with not getting mine. Well, yeah, but I mean, some people got checks. They were still working. Right. Um, so God, they, we need to figure that out. Cause that's not, I mean, well, it's just with all the, just with the payroll protection check, there were companies that got it that didn't need it, but they took it anyway. And then, but some of them, some of them got, uh, got, uh, outed for it and gave it back. Yeah. And they should <laughs> not have all of them though. I'm sure the small, you know, the ones that are not a big name and people don't know, you know, I'm sure they just took the money. Oh yeah. There's, there's probably hundreds of millions that went undetected because the numbers, you know, they didn't get 10 yeah. million. Yeah. But you know, the mindset, I, I, I agree. Jack, you want to say hi? Yes. Hi. Jack wants to say hi. Hey. Jack, what's up? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? It's oh. been a while. Do you, do yeah. you remember me? Yeah, where? where, where From where? Where, where, you at? where are you at? I'm in Fort Lauderdale. You are? Yep, I'm at my office. Just like that's you. A, that's a fancy office with a fireplace. <laughs> These office is much nicer and bigger than mine, right? Jack, I'm asking you. Oh. Is this office bigger than mine? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually text my stick? Huh? Uh, when I'm done here, I'll check it. Okay. Right. You let me know when you're done. Okay. I, I made a stick. Oh. So. A walking stick? No, he, it, it's, um, it's part of autism. A I water? Is a, 
Clayton and Jack, Jack kind of follows Clayton, but Clayton used to walk around the, the yard right, with a stick. And uh-huh. just do this. I, you know, like mouth. a, I like mean, a divining rod out. type stick? Yeah, it's not, but I mean, for like, ow, I'm gonna show you, I'll show you. It's okay. like, uh, and then he makes them, and he gets like, um, he gets, he gets sticks in the yard, and then he, then I help him put them together. So he has this long stick, and then he, he, walks it around, you know, and just moves it. So it's some sort of stimulation that he gets. Okay. Um, and, and he, as you can see, I keep telling him. Obviously, I'm not an engineer, but I know. So so big, right? To small. Well, he 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 wanted to put this big one here. Which is over the, I had a small one and it kept, I'm like, well, Jack, and he kept asking me to do something. So finally I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll put some glue on it. So I, I, that's why he keeps checking. I was like, it's going to be two hours before it's done. Oh, okay. So he's, 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 uh, there's glue in there sticking the small one into the big one. Um, and then he's, he puts feathers. See there's feathers on the end. Okay. So it's some sort of stimulation. Um, so it doesn't. Him. He doesn't understand um, the concept of balance, though, because that that's no, going to be no, front no. heavy. No, um, you know, I was explaining to I for a while he was um, doing them himself, right? And he he, he puts hole, you know, he puts a hole in, in, in it, and uh, I guess finally he was having a, a hard time, and he, he asked my help. So I brought out to my workshop. I had a drawing, and he was like. <gasps> Oh my God! He was like, "You're a master stick maker," <laughs> and I go, and I would put this. I put I put the, the color tape on it, and now obviously now he every every day he's asking me to do something with the stick. Now I'm the master. I I am I I'm the expert in making sticks. Just okay. so everybody knows, if anybody's watching, I if you need a stick, I can you know call me. All right. I know how to. I know how to put them together. So let me ask this because I'm sure. So obviously, some of my listeners who don't know you don't know that you have autistic children. Um, how old is they're they're both sixteen or seventeen? Seventeen. They're seventeen. Okay, yeah. So they're the same age as Aiden. Um, and Aiden has Aiden's my nephew, who is on some some level of ADD, HDHD. And he's on the, I don't know if it's the low or high end of the autistic spectrum. I should probably say that. He's got, he's got a little bit of Asperger in him. Um, I don't know all the degrees there, but you, now, is it just Jack that has it, or does Clayton have any so, symptoms as well? Um, Jack is autistic. Clayton, okay. um, a level of Asperger. Okay. Um, not severe, but... You know, it, and, you know, I, I look at, you know, I look back at a lot of my friends and I was like, I think they have Asperger's. You know, you know, sometimes when you, because you, you have friends that are kind of maybe socially, sometimes, I don't want to call it awkward, you know, and, and sometimes maybe people, we think of that as them as introverts or, or they're just, they have, they have, um, you know, so he's kind of at that level. Right. Um, how how early did you know? I don't. Th- you and I have not talked about this. Like, how early did they get diagnosed with this? 
So, so I had suspicions. Um, I guess like two years in when they weren't talking yet. Okay. Or something. They were. It was. It was like a noticeable difference than other kids in their age in terms of speech. So I think around when they were three or four, we, we I think all agreed, all right, something, something's going on. We got the Reno Foundation and a couple of other places, and they would diagnose, because remember, they were, they were preemies. They were born at 29 weeks, just over two pounds each. So initially, they, they thought it was the, um, what do they call it, delayed, um, Something was a term um, uh, for preemies that were in, uh, you know, they were in ICU for like seven weeks. So, so that's why we, we that, that when they weren't speaking, we kind of were told or kind of understood. Well, because they're delayed, they were, they were, they, you know, they weren't, they were only twenty nine weeks. Um, so that's that's why. So it was somewhere between probably three and five that kind of got. Official diagnosis. What about Aiden? So I know Aiden was also a preemie. Um, he actually had to be. Um, he had to. They had to have the emergency C-section. Um, and I think he was about twenty-nine weeks. I don't remember exactly. And I don't think he's been like he's high functioning. He's you know outside of you know having a little social issues. He's actually close to normal i should say so um there's well, things who's, nor who's normal nowadays what is the definition of normal well you know he needs a little help with most of us could that most of us that can interact socially and understand social cues on our own i i would i would say that's that's the baseline for normal now whether or not you choose <laughs> to to act within the social norms that's a little different um but yeah, yeah things, no, I, things are much different these days than when you and I grew up. Yeah, no. You know, it's, it's interesting because so Jack, he doesn't get social um, skills at all. And he actually doesn't seem to be bothered by it because he doesn't understand any of it. Clayton, on the other hand, is a little different. You know, he, he understands, you know, so there's different challenges. Mm. Yeah. Now, and so, so is Aiden, uh, he's going to be a senior next year? Or did you guys hold, did they hold him back? I wanted to hold our tooth back, but we ended up deciding not to. Um, no, he didn't get held back. So, um, let's see, he was born, I don't know, I think he's going to be a, I'll have to go back and ask. He's either a junior or senior. Minor juniors, so that next year going to be seniors. It's like crazy. How okay, so then they're probably the same. I'm like, where does the time go? Yeah. Like, it was fast these I days. Felt, yeah, it felt like just yesterday. I'm yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. No, Aiden um, is, so his socialness basically revolves around his games. So he's got to be online every night. He's got a buddy that he will just, they will just sit from the time he gets home until the time he has to go to bed. They'll sit in there and play that game and be online and, you know, he has no problem talking to this other boy without issues, but, you know, you 
take him out of that room and force him to go outside and talk to somebody. It's a completely different thing. You know, it's interesting. Both of mine are, are extremely comfortable talking to adults. Okay. Right. Um, but not kids their own age or younger. I mean, it's, 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 uh, um, it's different. They, 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 they connect well and maybe because adults maybe understand and don't judge because, you know, kids are, you know, it's, you know, the kids don't understand what, what, what's happening. And especially if somebody doesn't look like they're disabled or, you know, has a disability, you know, you know I look back now and I say, I mean, I was never a bully, obviously. I had friends all over. But I probably did not spend as much time with people who are around me because I thought they were weird. You know, you're, you're, you're 13, 14 years old. Obviously, we're all way back then. We didn't know things. And now looking back, going, I, I don't think that person was weird. I, you know, in my mind, there's a couple, there's one person in particular that I remember. And, uh, can't lie for me. I, I actually tried to, to find his name, see if I could find him. Um, like I said, I was never mean to him, always whatever, but I never really did my extra effort. Right. Right. Um, you know, but you know, kids, they just don't. I think kids nowadays probably have a better understanding of autism and, um, you know, uh, mental challenges. Because I don't even know if I remember anybody yeah. talking about a mental challenge no, we didn't. or autism. We didn't. No. And I don't think autism was actually socially talked about or accepted even. I mean, if you were, right. you know, if you were autistic back then, then you were kind of separated. So that's, that's the difference now. But there's also a huge difference in what well, we talked about social norms. You know, social media... And the internet has kind of made things completely different. Whereas, you know, our socialization had to be done in school and in a structured setting. And our parents actually disciplined us. Yeah. You know, um, so there was a completely different environment. Whereas nowadays, you know, there are kids that are literally running their households because they're brats and they're entitled and, I, you know, I, they, they, they look at social media, they look at the Kardashians and think everybody acts like that. So why can't I? Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously we, we try to have a, a, a uh, don't do that with our kids. That being said though, I don't live in a glass house. And if I had done probably half as much as what my once son is, I wouldn't be here right now living. Right. I mean, you just didn't do that. Right, you just it, and it's like, it's it's uh, it's frustrating and unfortunate. I don't know how it, we transition to this. Well, we so transition to it because some of our friends and the people after us got to the point where we didn't want to. You know, I was okay with being disciplined. You know, but I also had a fear of disappointing. My parents disappointing teachers. Yeah. I mean, I did walk the line. Trust me. You know, there's no way the stuff I did back then would fly now. Right. You know, or let me rephrase that. I probably would get away with a lot more 
now than I did back then. Let's put it that way. Um, because I could, I would social shame <laughs> you know, my, my parents or whatever. Um, there's yeah. a, it is a weird, it was, a, so where did the transition come? I think it just came from every, I, I don't want to say generation because I don't think it's completely a generation thing. I just think that over time, as our society changed, as the world, you know, became smaller, you know, I think the internet has a big thing to do with it. I think the fact that we went from three channels to 10 channels to 30 channels to a hundred channels, you know, there's so much at, you know, at our disposal now that we can see there's other people being praised for behaviors that shouldn't be, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny looking at, I mean, and this is a extreme example. It doesn't mean what, I'm going to say it means, but I look at Jim Carrey and I'm like, that dude's making 20 million a film for doing the stuff that I got spanked for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, and the whole, um, you know, everybody gets a medal thing. And I mean, I never, I thought you didn't get the medal. You didn't get the medal, you know? And it was fine. It was the, it was okay to not win. Yeah, and uh, and it made you strive to do better. Whereas now, you know, kids today don't want to strive. They're like, "Well, I gave it a good effort. Isn't that good enough?" Yeah. Well, no, you didn't give it a good effort. Well, I showed up. That's good. No, that's not good either. Why don't you yeah. go and produce something? And that's where our work mentality. I mean, half of our work is people just thinking they should be able to show up and get paid. Yeah. Well, no, you've got to go out and produce, you know, and there's, there's some industries where, you know, being able to get paid for results, you know, is still okay. But every other industry, it's now trying to be, you know, such a level playing field that, you know, well, we need to give the top producer and the lowest producer a level playing field. Well, no. No, right. You can't. Yeah. You can't, you know, in, 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 in the workplace, you need to be fair, right? But you can't. Well, fair, fair so, is one thing. Right. So, right. And so it was, I, I, we, we, at one point, we would have ice cream socials at my previous employer. And I remember um, providing free ice cream. Ice cream still came. And, um, you know, some, uh, one employee came to my office and was like, you know, she's like, I'm just not happy with, you know, the ice cream. I'm like, what are we talking about? We're not forcing you to eat ice cream. You know? And she goes, well, when are you going to have, like, a vegetarian day? I'm like, what? And she's like, so instead of ice cream, because I don't eat ice cream, can you bring, can you have, like, and I'm like, we are not having a vegetar vegetarian day, right? You know, it's this, it's this, uh, like everybody has that. It's like you know why? Yeah, I just don't eat ice cream, right? I mean, we eat some other stuff, but it's you can't make everybody happy, right? So the whole thing is, uh, no. Like you know, if, if you're if you had a company, you know, of, of a thousand employees, right, and you had fifty employees that were pissed, that's a pretty good, you know, approval. That's ninety five percent. What politician wouldn't want ninety five percent approval rate, right, right? But sometimes companies to focus on those 50 yeah right and create new policies 
and do things to satisfy the vocal 50, which impact the 950 that were happy before. Right. I see that all the time in companies, policies that I'm like, well, we have to have a new policy because this. I'm like, but no, why? Well, because I'm like, only a couple of people get it. You know, why are we now going to impact everybody else? We need either discipline or we need to deal with the, the few than the masses. Yep. And I think it's easier, right, just to do a policy. And I think even parents, and maybe this is what's, what's also thing is, well, it's easier just to kind of like, you know, just change it rather than focusing on the one individual who needs to be. You know, well, it's easier them. in the sense that, you know, obviously the, squeak, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So depending on how vocal that 5% is, you know, what do you got to do to shut up the 5%? Because you know, the five. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not talking politics, right? But, you know, it feels like when I'm watching the news, either it's completely left or completely right. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the middle. Most people I know are in the middle. And there's, it seems like, like there's no news agency, no social, I don't know, there may be, that actually is like about 80% of the country is probably here. But the 10% on each side is, get, get all of the, the, the um, what do you call it, uh, publicity or, right. or media time. I'm like, and it's frustrating because like, well, what station can you watch? You know, um, they're, they're, it's, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm incorrect, but I, you know, I, when I, I talk about certain things, I mean, most people I know, they're, they're, you know, the agreement is like 70, 80% right here. Do you watch HGTV or DIY channel? Uh, the home, the HGTV, oh, yeah, the home and garden TV. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you watch any of those shows, Property Brothers? Oh yeah, yeah, stuff like Flip that. Flip yeah, flop yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So this is how I've kind of viewed it. So the wife is going to disagree. So if she ever hears this, we're going to, you know. So you know when they're doing their house tours or they're doing their renovations and they're talking about you know buyers want this, and it's always about the high end, you know. You know, the kitchen has to be completely redone. Oh, we just can't live with this. You know, and everything has to be a quartz countertop and, you know, high-end cabinets and finishes. And, you know, this floor that's 10 years old has got to go. It's dated. You know, and it's got to be open concept because we love to entertain. Well, the image that's being presented is that everybody has to have an open house, new you know, open concept, new house, because everybody wants to entertain. And my philosophy has always been, well, everybody can't entertain. Right, yeah. You know, because even if you do a round robin approach, <laughs> not every person can entertain all the time. So not every house has to be what they're being presented. And, you know, I don't know what the viewership of HGTV TV is, but my guess it's probably less, you know, than 30 million. Let's just say whenever we talk about, you know, American Idol, you know, 30 million viewers, I'm like, okay, that's 30 million people. Our country has 330 million. So there's 300 million other people that you don't know if they subscribe to that or not. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I can't wait to downside. My goal, either a condo on the beach or couple acres someplace. I Okay, I have a three-car garage that I can't put a car in. 
one of my neighbors was one of my neighbors came up to me the other day and was like, Are you are you are you ever gonna put your cars in your, in your garage? I'm like, cars in the garage, are they supposed to be in there? <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait. I need to downsize. I, I you know a, a like I said, a you know, either like a five, ten acre or on the beach, thinking leaning towards on the beach. Okay, Chicago. did you say downsize to five or ten acres? I mean land, just like a land a little house. Okay, you know? but do you know how do you know how how small do you think five to ten acres is? Well, I you know, I five acres. <laughs> I, I don't I, what I mean is I just want room to roam. I don't need shit, right? I you know, a little tiny house or no, not with BJ. We'd have to have our own BJ would have to have our own tiny house. Two tiny houses, one for BJ and Jellybean, and then one for me and the and the um but I, what I meant is, you know, the size of the house, so to speak, right? Yeah, but I'd rather, I'd rather have a small. Now, now I'm looking back, I would have rather have a smaller house on a bigger piece of land. Okay, that's a better way to say it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it, it's, 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 uh, um, and, and, and most obviously, land is just forest. I'm, I don't want to do, you know, not build a amusement park or anything. Um, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta be able to fit the pool in there. Well, your, your um, your mega pool. A mega pool. My pool is actually not that big. It's a nice pool. My, it's actually relatively small comparatively. No, my 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 pool is much smaller than yours. What what's your? What's it's your, it's less than fifteen thousand gallons. Mine's ten. Yours is not. Mine's ten. Get out. It's ten. All right, we'll have to sure. measure someday. Yeah, because because when when we got it, remember I have kids, autists, whatever. We got what we call play pool, and what play pool is 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 it's it's shallow on the ends and deep in the center, and it's only and because you know. Oh, so it's okay. So the perimeter, so the size might be the same, but because yeah, we don't, we it's, don't. It's um, it's it's twenty eight by um, so if you remember, ours is not a rectangle too, right? So ours has the so the widest point of it is like uh, 12 feet, and I think it's like 28 feet long. And hmm. the ends are only four feet, and the deepest part is five feet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, we, we you know, obviously didn't know, obviously our, our boys learned how to swim, and Jack was, we didn't actually have to do that. We probably could have gone deeper. But, you know, Maybe. even though, even the, but even BJ still, I mean, BJ's, it's, it's over her head in the, you know, in the center, but mine, I can, you know. Um, okay. Because, well, ours is deeper at the end. So I, I don't know what the exact measurements are, but we, we typically characterize it as a 15 by 30 oval, but it's actually, yes. but it's actually more like a bean shape. But we don't have a real shallow end. I mean, the shallow end is probably three and a half feet when you step in. Uh, and then it goes to, I think it's seven feet. Yeah, no, yours, yours. I mean, just 15 by 30 is large because ours is not 15 by 30 because it's got, it's like a, a uh, how it's shaped. So the, the 15 is only maybe a, a three or four feet within the pool. And then it goes, and it goes small. All right. Uh, we have to look at it. Because um, maybe I just assume since it, you built that big space mountain on the side of it. Well, we do have we do have a nice walk water slide. <laughs> right. 
that the adults use. Yeah, we don't have that. And jump off, jump off the rocks. We we have now stopped that at all parties. Really? No Here. no no rock jumping. No. Yeah, we had an incident. Oh um, oh. Yeah, I had an incident. Yeah. Was there adult beverages involved? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, adult beverages, and uh, so officially there is no jumping off the rock waterfall during party hours mm. yeah we'll have to get up there we haven't been there since the super bowl i think yeah we we haven't probably we haven't had a super bowl party in a while um you still doing the block parties we have not no we haven't done that either really I mean, we no um i think we did have um what was it so i still do halloween Okay. And this whole three-car garage, as you said, and part of me having more time, I could probably walk around. It's actually, I, you know, in the past, I had to, starting in, like, September, completely, like, tear out, pull down, da, da, da. I mean, it took me a while to get the haunted house because I convert the entire garage into a haunted house. And um, so now I got, I, every year it goes by, I get a little smarter. And... Now I, I'm I'm putting I'm redesigning the garage where I don't have to move anything. Like so, all of all of the pathways I'm keeping right, right, and lighting and I mean I guess I could I could probably take on a little no, a little tour. I could probably do that right now with my iPad, right? Or no? Yeah, well you could. Um. So all right, let me let me let me see here. All right, how do I reverse the angle of the um? You, you gotta flip camera. the camera. Don't you do the uh, the flip at the bottom? You uh, there's a the reverse, yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. All right I'm in so, it. ultimately, my garage now is. So I have pathways. So the pathways are already set and designed. So when people come in, right, they they go down hallways. Right. And then ultimately weave around in different areas. Right. So I have like different stations where I put stuff. So my workout area. So then. Uh oh. I think you're at the end of the Wi Fi. Actually has. Oh, okay. I'll get back. So, <laughs> and then they exit through this door. So they come in through the, to the other side. And then they um, weave around. And then I have different stations with people who are going to scare people. I have a workstation. I think they have, like, blood and arms, you know, on the toolbox. This here is going to be a refrigeration zone where it's going to look like a cooler. So you can walk in and see people hanging. Um, but, yeah, this whole, this whole garage, black lights, everything gets converted. So that's the only party we do. So this year... If you, I don't know what Halloween is around with, with, with you guys, but it's on Saturday. So, um, you know, in the past, like last year, um, was it Wednesday? This year was was Wednesday or Thursday? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was Thursday because leap year, so they, they went to Saturday. So, um, obviously, we're a popular house, so a lot of kids come and, and know the house. I mean, starting in October, I'm outside. Kids will start coming up. Well, what are you doing? What's happening? What are you making this year? Um, it's kind of fun, but 
it's Saturday. So I'm thinking about going back to a block party, which got me on, you know, squirrel um, is uh, having like a block party Halloween, uh, maybe even do a Friday night um, pre-opening for uh, kids and family. But I am going to be looking. So if you're on Facebook and you're listening or listening later, I am looking. Um, I'll provide pre, you know free food, maybe some booze for actors this year. So I'm going to I'm going to get some actors who can work in stations uh, to uh, to take it up a level for this year since it's on a Saturday night. All right. So if you so uh, want to come up? Uh, you, you have a lot of kids come to your house. Well, we we now help host the neighborhood party so oh so you can't yeah so well, if, we, if we did friday night though right you could come friday or no yeah i probably could it'll interfere with live pd but yeah i can come up <laughs> <laughs> you watch that live pd i do do you i've seen it a couple times so what is different between live P- is it is, uh, is it really live so i mean it's live but it, i mean it's delayed so obviously there's a little bit of delay, but it is live. So yeah, the stuff uh, that's happening is stuff that happened that night. And what really makes it, it's not, it's really not, I mean, some of it's the show. I mean, it's the fact of seeing cops do stuff. For instance, let me give an example. So last night we had the typical, you know, cops chasing somebody, cops, you know, dealing with disturbances or domestic, you know, house calls. So in Richland County, South Carolina. Um, the uh, forget her name, deputy. Um, it's a female. She got called out to a dog in a sewer. So basically, she had to you know jump into the like the really regular street sewer system, and there was a dog that was stuck in almost like the middle of the street. Like they had the sewer on each side but the dog had crawled into the sewer. So in and of itself, you would think, okay, you know, interesting, you know, situation, animal lovers, you know, save the dog. But what really makes Live PD is Live PD Nation, which is all the people that not only watch, but post on Twitter. So half of the show is watching the Twitter comments, and when criminals ah. are, when criminals do stupid things, you're watching the posts of people, yeah. you know, that That's are pretty funny that are you know making comments and you know doing stuff. So, so literally for like thirty minutes, every tweet on Twitter was, "Go make sure to save the dog." Where's the fire department? Where's animal control? You know, and then they're doing memes of sad dogs, you know, please save my friend <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, somebody put on a thing was, you know, has somebody called Sarah McLaughlin let and they're playing those, you know, that ASPCA music and stuff. So it's it's pretty funny. And then, of course, every, you know, the whole country is basically, you know, rooting for everybody to save this dog. Right. It's like baby Jessica that fell down the well, but it's on right. steroids because it's live. People can tweet about it. And you're seeing the Twitter and every time they would cut away, people would get pissed. <laughs> They're like, you know. So, okay. So now it makes sense why I probably haven't had the same experience. Because if you watch it on TV, 
you don't have that that you may be able to see, but you can't actually quite uh, right. You you can't interact. The ah. let me let me try to pull up something here while we're talking. So that's pretty much so for the longest time, my Twitter account was only directed to Live PD. I would never tell anybody my Twitter account because I didn't want to have people following me on Twitter and doing regular stuff. So right. um, I I have my Twitter account that is only for Live PD. Well, now it's I'm going to put it on the Uncle Marv show. And, oh, I can't log in, can I? Have we had anybody, any visitors, or just two of us talking? <laughs> We've had people coming and going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody stayed on the entire time uh, today. Here we go. Now I'm up. So I'm going to pull up. <laughs> so last night, so let me go to my profile, and I'll show you one of my tweets. So what got me hooked is in the beginning, I was pretty much like everybody else. I'm like, why, why are we watching this? This is, this is ridiculous. This is boring. It's like, it's cops is basically what it was. So here we go. Let me share my screen now. So I, you, you're probably not going to be able to see it. So this was one of my more active posts last night. So as they're, dealing with the dog they get the dog out and they go to another place and i forget where the place was it was probably something you know like so they have you know richland county south carolina they have clay county florida they've got raleigh north carolina they've got you know you know massachusetts texas so they go to this place and there's a a girl there who was basically getting uh, very upset, very angry, and causing a disturbance at a pizza place because they had called in a pizza order. They get there and the pizza wasn't ready. And instead of letting the people make the pizza, she just kept getting more and more and more irate to the to the point where the cops were called because the building basically was going to trespass them and said, look, we know that we didn't have your pizza on time, but because you're being such a jackass, you're not getting your pizza at all now. So my tweet reads, the entire country was waiting for a dog to get rescued and you were getting all pissed off waiting for a pizza. So I write, so the, the meme says, oh my God, who the hell cares? So I got retweeted twice in 11 likes, which that's a slow night for, for Twitter. All right. I'm going to, when, 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 when does it come on? So it's on Friday and Saturday nights, um, starting at 9 PM. And sometimes it will go. Um, they just went back to three hours. So it was three hours from nine three to 12. Hours. Yes. <laughs> so they would, every, some, so sometimes they're two hours, but they're back now to nine to uh, three hours, nine to 12. And I mean, it's pretty funny. There are times where I'm like, you know, it's, you know, the show's ending and I'm like, crap, where did the time go? But Friday, right. Friday's I'm, my, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to get on tonight. Now we, will I be able to see if I like, put you'll be able to see my post then, right? Well, yeah, but if we're, if we're connected on Twitter. You gotta. Uh, okay. So, so I mean, sure yeah. Because here's the thing: Live PD. If you look at what's trending on Twitter, yeah. Live PD is always in the top ten Friday and Saturday nights. So there's a lot of tweets. Um, so when I first got started with this, like within the first month or so of tweeting, I did a meme of Oprah, 
And I forget what the tweet was about, but it basically was Oprah doing the holla. It got 30,000 likes. No. And I thought, I thought, okay, I'm in. And since then, now something must have been wrong because I've never been close to 30,000 likes since, but I've had some pretty good tweets. So right now, basically my goal each night uh, is to get three retweets an hour or three tweets for the night. So one retweet every hour is my goal because the problem is there's so many people on Twitter and so many people posting. The problem is people aren't reading the posts. Right. right. So last night when they were going through the, the dog, every single post was about save the dog, save about. So for like 10 minutes, there was no other tweet on live PD. So you have to, the, the hashtag is live PD. And then there's live PD nation. And then each, each uh, police department has their own hashtag. So another reason why I got roped in is because Pasco County, Florida was one of the most popular departments for a long time because some of the stupidest shit was happening in Pasco. You know, I, I always like this. What, 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 what do they call it? That stupid criminal. They, they, um, that, that show always cracks, cracked me up. The one that, uh, world's dumbest criminals. Yeah. So, so between this, I mean, there are some things. Uh, oh, yeah, here was the thing where somebody wrote, so they had, you know, this was early on. So probably 10 minutes into the dog being rescued, they did a cutaway and they do a crime of the week and they do a missing children's or whatever. So they did a crime of the week. And of course, everybody was like, don't go to the crime of the week. And so the the post writes, excuse me, we'd like to see when they pull the dog out. Oh, <laughs> so, so here's the other thing that happened. So, you know, they couldn't, you know, they could see the dog, but the dog was on its side. They could see right. that there was blood. The dog was hurt, but they hadn't heard the dog. And so somebody had gotten in. So she had crawled down, but she was too big to actually like crawl through the rest of the sewer. So they were trying to find a sturdy pole with a dog collar on the end so they could, you know, latch it and pull it back. So there's a guy that goes in and he's looking, he goes, I don't think that's a dog. And then of course the speculation is, oh, what is it? And so he's like, I think that's a fox. And so then, and then everybody's like, okay, whatever. So then it was like the whole idea is, is it a dog? Is it a fox? And so Twitter goes berserk over that. So I so when they went to the crime of the the week, the post reads, "Excuse me, we'd like to see when they pull the dog or fox or whatever it is out of the sewer. The crime of the week could have waited." Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. So it's 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 pretty funny. So it Twitter adds to the excitement of people trying to lay bets on you know if a criminal is running. You know, how soon will it be before they send the canine? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on. Text, text me the 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 stuff. I'm gonna get on tonight. Okay. But we'll make sure we'll connect you on Twitter on Twitter first. Yeah. So I am Uncle Marv is my Twitter okay. handle, All and right. uh, we'll do that and we'll connect and we'll do live PD. So on Saturdays, I only pretty much stay for the first hour unless it goes berserk. Uh, okay. Friday nights is the night that you know once I get done with the work week. That's my night where I just kind of don't do anything and I settle down. I'll stay all three hours. Saturday night, if Kim and I aren't doing anything, and right now she's she's actually 
better now, so she's up and moving around and stuff. So we'll probably be out during the afternoon and we'll settle down. But I'll usually watch the first hour and then I'll so I start flipping on Saturdays. Saturdays, Friday nights for some reason is hopping in the first hour of Saturday. All right, I'll be on tonight. Okay. I'll, I'll make it on. All right. Uh, was that Jack coming back in the room? I saw you looking over. Yeah, but he he he, he heard me talking. He left. He left again. All right. Well, we should probably go because I I know we've gone for a while and he's he's All been right. he's been quite, kind of patient. Yeah, yeah, he is, but. He's he I, I he's coming out like a few times. <laughs> I can see him. Oh, let me show you this. Wow. So here's let me see if I can find this one. This is pretty funny. So oh. So, you know, most of my friends are from the on the Twitter are from Live PD. Oh, I don't know if I can get it. It's on I have it on the iPad, but I don't have it here. Shoot, I'll have to. I'll show you tonight when we get on. It's pretty funny. Okay. There's a there's an Oprah one with Oprah crying because they put an update out. A vet found a microchip and was able to uh, contact the owner, and the owner is en route to the emergency vet center. And so there's a meme of Oprah crying, and she's got it's got 225 retweets and 3,037 likes. So, wow! And it's got it looks like. Uh, like a hundred and something comments. So everybody, it's it's weird how people will follow up on stuff. Yeah. Hey, before we go, you got to answer the question, Marianne or Ginger? So for a long time, it was Marianne, but now I'm starting to feel bad for Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack just came in again. Are you ready for your stick? Yeah, I almost done. Yeah, we'll, All right. we'll close it up. All right. Hey, it's fun. That's it. We'll be good. Thanks for a lot, and we'll uh, be in touch. And uh, you'll have to. We'll have to talk because I wanted to get your feedback on the other podcast. I don't even know if you listened. Um, okay. All right. We'll, so we'll, we'll chat again. All right. All right, Jack. All right. See you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.